here in the Fortune Kit kitchen with Josiah Hughes from uh, 155 Podcast and Globe Hell Warning. What's up? This is probably going to be the least music-themed episode of all time. Uh, because instead, we're here to talk about, uh, in his own words, we're here to talk about the world's youngest official Garfield and Scooby-Doo licensee. Yes. <laughs> this is quite the superlative. Wow. Uh, we're talking, of course, about Nathan Masri, owner of Garfield Eats and Scooby-Doo Eats. And Josiah, you're sort of an expert because you've interviewed him multiple times now at length. So. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't want to, I, like I was trying to think of what I, I kind of begrudgingly did it the first time because he's one of those he's one of those like kind of human memes that is so I, I don't know he just if he he almost feels cliche like immediately where you're just like okay I, it's like the room or something like I used to love the room and think it was hilarious now it makes me feel nauseous to think about the room but there's something <laughs> about Nathan Masry that like I, I don't know I so I interviewed him one time and then I interviewed him again and like I feel like at this point I feel confident saying that he's my friend almost almost <laughs> but I, I also think I'm gonna regret that in maybe a month. I feel like that's kind of dangerous, you know, like, uh, I forget, I forget. Oh yeah. Uh, Barbette Schroeder who, uh, interviewed and, and created an amazing documentary called the general Idi Amin Dada self portrait, you know, got a little too close to Idi Amin. (laughs) This is exactly like that. (laughs) It's, it's like Pavel Pavlovsky interviewing Radovan Karadzic during the siege of Sarajevo and, you know, getting a chill down his spine when he gets handed a machine gun. Like, you're going to get in too deep, man. <laughs> I, that's the thing. I mean, the, the first, as soon as I first heard him speak to me, the very first time I was like, I was just hypnotized by this man. And he's just like, he just is luring me into his trap and I can't stop grinning at everything he's saying and all of his idiocy. And I, I just, it's, it's a perfect honey trap for me. And I, I agree. I think he's going to kill me one day, probably. <laughs> well, now at least you've told the people, so we know who to look for. Yeah. Uh, if something happens, exactly. <laughs> this is like the ver- this is like a version of like mailing a letter to yourself, you know, <laughs> for the police to find. Mailing a normal to yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, Nathan, I'm just joking. In case you are listening, I do feel like he reads his own press uh, with a fine tooth comb as well. Okay. Well, he's gonna have fun with this one. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's cool. <laughs> um, can you explain what the idea behind Scooby Doo Eats is like? So, as far as you can tell, <laughs> yeah, uh, Garfield Eats. I mean, famously was Garfield shaped pizza, and then a drink he invented called the Garfacino that I think is like <laughs> I can't remember all the ingredients, but it is an orange orange flavored base uh, <laughs> coffee drink is there any is orange there any soda. coffee is there any coffee in the garfuccino or is it or is it just orange syrup and it seems re- like any, they reinvented orange julius <laughs> yeah a taut orange julius basically <laughs> oh i figured it was iced <laughs> no i think hot it's orange hot. julius man it's a hot drink it has it does have whipping I think it has whipped cream on it, or is that marshmallow? I can't even. I'm looking at the picture, and there's a pumpkin beside it. But I remember him saying orange. <laughs> well, pumpkins are, pumpkins are traditionally orange in color. So, 
Okay, well, he didn't actually say, but he he has a dark chocolate garfuccino that he loves, and he and it's made with Lind chocolate, fifty eight percent dark chocolate. Uh, in my first Ooh. interview with him, he was saying that was his favorite, and then he he just loves to talk about how everything's natural and how he loves the flavor. Like he just, I think it's maybe in the the Garfield eats pilot episode of his TV show that. Oh, well, yeah, we might have I'm, to watch that later. Yeah, exactly. But I think he takes a sip of it and he's like, you know why I love this so much? Because it's all natural. It's delicious. And I feel good. It makes me feel good and start my day. He starts his day with a Garfuccino. Um, <laughs> and so they had like a storefront with an app and it was just like stuffed full of, uh, I would imagine like a uh, thrift store Garfield shit in the front like just kind of every era of garfield represented just a pile of garfield stuff which is very like 2009 kind of pizza punk aesthetic too like i feel like this could have worked in the waves era you know what i mean yeah totally so definitely and waves is shameless enough where he would have signed on to uh promote it yeah yeah he would have at least he would at least a space to nathan to do it oh yeah (laughs) that guy's name is nathan too although I, mm-hmm. I do. I find it really natural synergy here. I find it interesting that Nathan Masri spells his first name N A T H E N. I've just never seen that before in my life, and it's just another one of those things. Like this man is just pure SEO, you know? Like he's just yeah, like a walking, <laughs> he's just a walking <laughs> internet legend. Um, but well, he is the world's youngest licensee of Garfield and <laughs> Scooby Doo. I think it's an and and not an or. I'm pretty sure. It's definitely an and. Yeah. Well, there may be a younger he? Garfield licensee. Yeah, I, want, I don't think. Scooby-Doo. I think he's secretive about his age. I'm pretty sure. Um, oh, one of those guys. Well, actually, no. I can guess pretty um, pretty well from his LinkedIn. He went to Concordia University for a bachelor's degree from 05 to 08. So he's probably like 35 ish. Oh, oh my wow. god! <laughs> when I just Google I it, wonder, <laughs> I wonder if he's seen Wolverine before. <laughs> yeah, good call, man. It's the right place and time. Two thousand five, two thousand eight, Concordia University. That was our demographic, you know. Dude, yeah. <laughs> that's huge. <laughs> he was inspired by uh, apologies to the Queen Mary. He's like, I, Nathan, can, I can do my own shit. According to the Garfield, Garfield wiki, though, it says he was born in 92, but I don't know which we can trust more, really. Hmm. I think hmm. this is his own LinkedIn. I would believe, well, why would he lie about being older rather than younger? You know what I mean? He seems to prize youth culture at a premium here. <laughs> it's true. The youth culture of the late 1960s. The 1980s. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know if, do kids still like Garfield? Uh, they like Garfield ironically, you know? <laughs> yeah, like this was the perfect spot for like, uh, like on the nose irony culture kind of people. So it was like, I think it was going to be huge, but um, he, he claims that he had a dispute with the landlord. I mean, the the food has been brutally roasted ever since it opened. Everyone hated the food. And so he ha- kind of has this, he has this like a uh, martyr complex that he's this persecuted entrepreneur and that like people like Yelp and Google are trying to kill the entrepreneur spirit. Yeah, that, that's what's Trump-esque about him to me. Very unfair. They've been Yelp and Google have been very unfair to Garfield eats uh, orange pizza sauce. I think it like it almost bears digging in more since this is an audio only show. Just the people listening need to envision a Garfield shaped pizza because it's like the worst possible shape for a pizza with like these two like tiny pizzas at the top for ears that are like. Almost inedible. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at that now. That's going to be all insane. crushed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
It's going to yeah, be like a, a circle of crust. It's kind it's of like that's imagine- more, that part's more of a biscotti to dunk in the Garfuccino, I think. Yeah, <laughs> it's you got to imagine that you you're looking at a deformed circle that has two like garlic knots at the top of it, and those are the ears, I guess. <laughs> I appreciate too the lack of synergy between the two signature items. Like you're saying, Josiah, if you could just dunk those, that's pretty good synergy there. But <laughs> yes. you want to come in for your morning Garfuccino and get a huge pepperoni pizza at like <laughs> eight a.m. <laughs> And also, throw, just you can throw the pizza away. I just, I just need the ears. I just want to dunk it in my garbage. <laughs> oh, that could be like their Timbits or whatever. Like just yeah, Garfield yeah. ears. <laughs> yeah, give me a bag of ears, please. I'll take eight ears. <laughs> so, anyways, it was like this whole thing, and and he first opened it in Dubai, and then he opened a second one on Bloor Street in Toronto, um, and then the whole thing, the premise of it was like. I mean, he uses all these, like, whenever I talk to him, he uses all these kind of marketing lingo things, or not even marketing, like, I guess what I would imagine you would talk about at a fast food conference. Like, it just says all these things that I don't understand, but basically how every, how everything is like an app now, like how you go to McDonald's and there's an app in the, instead of people. He's talking about all that shit. So you go on this Garfield app and order it, and he was thinking he's going to change the world, um, but then the store shut down like earlier this year so it's gone um but he wasn't down for long no he wasn't he wasn't down for long so he immediately started selling frozen garfield lasagnas uh in (laughs) in grocery stores across canada and then around the same time on instagram i got followed by scooby-doo eats and again I, i was like what kind of fucking joker irony boy thinks he can like one up Nathan Masri with some dumb idea and like start a parody <laughs> account called Scooby Doo Eats. Like this will never work. And then of course it ended up being him. So, <laughs> uh, so what's the what what's the concept behind Scooby Scooby Doo Eats? Because I read the interview that you did with him and as far as I can tell, it's some kind of frozen farm to table thing, but it's completely unclear whether it's an app or like a brick and mortar restaurant or like a food distribution service it's it's literally just and and again so so when we think of garfield we think of lasagna and he was selling garfield shaped pizza and garfuccinos lasagna was like a secondary item scooby-doo eats he's still working on scooby snacks i mean that's the most obvious food and that's not something that exists yet he's just selling isn't that dog biscuits (laughs) <laughs> yeah, maybe yes. it is. I think it is. Also, it is something that exists because uh, my girlfriend's like four-year-old niece had a snack that's just like Scooby. It's like a Scooby-Doo branded uh, cookie that's shaped like a dog bone. Yeah, I feel like I remember that. It definitely exists right now. He was telling me they're perfecting the... <laughs> something like... I mean, everything he says, like we're perfecting the recipe for the first farm-to-table Scooby snacks or something. So his, <laughs> his version is coming, but... Um, I think, oh, see, there's the difference. They're farm to table. Just like he's the youngest licensee. You have to have some qualifier. My understanding of his farm to table thing, and that's really the key thing, is like he secretly he's using the cartoons to really push a farm to table agenda and like more power to him. He's figured right. out he's distracting people. They're mo- they're making fun of him. Meanwhile, they're eating less preservatives. So uh yeah. he's he's winning. <laughs> Jokes <laughs> on them. <laughs> but I think it's I think Scooby do eats for now is just like frozen burger patties and frozen hot dogs that are just okay. put in a Classic box that has Scooby-Doo do on it. Items. And and there's no, <laughs> and he was telling me that you don't need preservatives because it's frozen. 
And so it's right. literally just like in grocery stores in Canada, theoretically, I haven't seen them yet, but and I think you can order it in Canada too, but it's like a web, a web store and a grocery store item. Scooby right. eats. You know, okay. It kind of makes me think that we were talking not that long ago about uh, soldier boy, how he tried to put out the soldier station or whatever. And it was just like pirated ROMs on like this shitty video game console. I'm kind of curious if that's what he's doing here, where someone had already just made this technology for, this specific preservative free burger. And he's like, I'm going to slap Scooby-Doo on it and try to put it in the stores, you know? That's what it seems like. Cause it's not that Scooby-Doo themed from what I can tell. It's just yeah. food. It's just and it doesn't seem food like item. food uh, Scooby and Shaggy would eat. No, yeah, they didn't have yeah. a freezer. The- they didn't have a microwave. I, I don't know where they got the food, I guess. Also, I yeah, assume drive <laughs> Scooby is barely on the box. I see him now. And, yeah, and yeah the lasagna <laughs> was previously a... Uh, <laughs> the, the lasagna was previously a Garfield thing, but now Scooby's on it. I just see... I'm on the website. I don't know if you guys looked at the website, but there's actually really a... Funny. There's an inspirational quote from Nathan on the box that says, <laughs> We care about the future generations of tomorrow. Nathan Masri. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> on, uh, on the front of the box of frozen lasagna. It, wow. <laughs> and it's in French, too. That's beautiful. It's so cool. Um, you know, for, okay, from that interview that, that he gave with you recently, just just reading through the, the section where he's talking about preservatives, it's unclear to me that Nathan understands what preservatives are. Because, because he talks about the Garfuccino – and I, I actually can't even parse this out, but he's talking about like what goes in the Garfuccino, uh, that there are natural preservatives and unnatural preservatives. And then he talks about Starbucks and he's like, yeah, we just pump a ton of syrup in that basically. Like we're, we're just pumping syrup in the Garfuccino. I, th- I and then think just, he was trying to. And then to... just kind of trails off and I'm not sure what he means. I think but he I don't was think trying he to. he knows what a stabilizer is. Like... <laughs> I, uh, maybe, I, I th- uh, from, from actually having been there and kind of been in Nathan's zone, I mean, it really yeah. should have been released as a podcast and not a print thing because you really have to be there and really get into his hypnotic way of speaking. But I think he was trying to, he likes to jump in and out of character. Like early on in the interview, uh, he was saying how a Nickelodeon executive was apparently telling him that they should copy the Joe Joe Siwa formula and start a TV show called Nate 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 Nate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which uh, I can think of a different Nate that would be probably better suited for that, Mister Masri. Um, but I, so I think he was jumping into character and becoming Starbucks as he was saying, "We pump syrup into everything." <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay. It's a little hard to figure out. It is. I mean, at the end of the day, I was just like, I got to pretty much run almost all of this because, but there was a section where he started talking about specific chemical compounds. um, And he said that one that's in food that's in the grocery store is also in the Pfizer vaccine. And I was trying to verify Mm. it. And then I was like, I'm not, I'm not equipped uh, mentally to start verifying the science of whether or not Scooby-Doo eats uh, frozen beef patties are different enough from the Pfizer vaccine in terms of chemical <laughs> compounds. Really Is that even a bad thing? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, if it can be injected not. directly into your bloodstream, it's probably safe to eat. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyways, so Scooby-Doo eats is his new thing. He said, he kind of was hinting that he's going to open another Garfield Eats brick and mortar, but he's feeling pretty hurt by... Uh, 
you know, restaurants during COVID and by uh, the cruelty of Google for um, pushing up the negative reviews of his food. I don't really think, I don't think I've ever read like a positive review of it other than people talking about how epic and funny it is or something, but that's about it. Yeah. I I do enjoy the way he talked to you in your latest interview with him about uh, the backlash about the Garfield stuff. Um, let me see if I can find like the perfect quote here. Uh, the other thing, if, if people don't know, but like while you're looking for that is he, his main, he has a few catchphrases other than the quote that's on the beef box. He says that he likes to enter gauge people. So it's like, I guess, entertain and engage, which is pretty yeah. much well, this, actually, isn't that the that's same the name thing? of his company? Yeah. If you go to his link. Yeah. If you go to his LinkedIn, his current job is the president slash chief intergage officer, CEO of intergage. <laughs> And it says in the job description, Entergage equals entertaining plus engaging foods and consumer products. I mean, what's the difference really between if you're entertaining someone, aren't you also engaging with? Isn't that kind of the same verb? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's like all this stuff is so on the nose parody of like business speak. Like that quote he gave is very Michael Scott. Yeah, like exactly. It feels like a yeah, parody. Entergage brings you the Hollywood magical experience and creates memories in the palm of your hands with your favorite cartoons from food to retail at your convenience. <laughs> what kind of sentence is that? <laughs> it's like when you're just filling out an online job application and you feel like you're probably not going to get it anyways, but you just need to put <laughs> something in the box. <laughs> I have many years of experience in creating retail environments with customer <laughs> engagement. Yeah, exactly. All right, Sand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the other thing about his other catchphrase, which is the title of his pilot of his TV show, um, he did like get Jim Davis's approval, and there was some sort of special Jim Davis flavor of Garfield Eats uh, pizza. And Jim Davis, I guess, had this catchphrase: "Love me, feed me, never leave me." It was like a Garfield catchphrase. And Nathan immediately, when he started Garfield Eats, he coined the phrase, well, coined in air quotes, his phrase is love me, feed me, don't leave me. So instead of never leave me, he changed it to don't. <laughs> and he trademarked that. So that he, that's his thing that he trademarked. So that's and he kind of, so in, that, in that interview with, uh, with this recent interview, he kind of proudly says that he did that, like with, without being aware of the fact that maybe it was kind of shitty. You know, (laughs) like he's like, I trademarked it. It's great. Jim Davis, he's like, I just changed one word and I trademarked it. Exactly. Does Garfield like anybody? uh, It makes Garfield sound clingy, but it seems like he hates John. He hates Odie. He hates hates Nermal. Nermal. I think Garfield's He's reliant on John for food. I think there's a cat he has a crush on, but like. Oh, yeah. he, He doesn't seem like a. Really needy guy who would say that. It's very ungarfield like. It's only because his needs are met, though. If if John stopped giving him lasagna every day, then I think he would uh, sing a different tune. Well, actually, we that's could just good... go to the grocery store and buy his own lasagna. But that you know what's yeah, with a... Nathan yeah. Nathan Masry's quote on it and Scooby Doo on the front. The the thing to your point, uh, Alex, is that "Love me, feed me, never leave me." It's kind of bossy, and that's more Garfield. But to change it to "Don't leave me," it sounds more desperate now. So <laughs> yeah. In fact, the meaning has been uh, ruined by this. Wait, I, I found the uh, paragraph I wanted to find about um, his thoughts about the haters. He was like, "What's their intention? I don't know. 
They're sitting bored in their basement in order to, I don't know, their hand is on their dick and they're typing, you know? <laughs> we don't know where they're at. Uh, they, yeah, we don't know where they're at, so I let them go. But what could be the draw? They're shocked or surprised. I mean, can you imagine a Scooby-Doo Eats burger at Loblaws? Finally, <laughs> you're eating burgers by Scooby-Doo Eats. This hasn't been done since 1969. <laughs> so obviously, people, through many generations, people are surprised. And so they get sassy. I guess they're trying to provoke. Of course, a lot of this has to do with provocation. But I let them go. I have no grudge, really. Even those who say I'm delusional, it appears number one on Google. What can you say to that? I did a little TikTok thing about it. You know, laughing about it. I put the song My Prerogative by Britney Spears. And why won't all these people let me go? I don't know the song. I don't know how it goes. But yeah, I thought that was cool, right? His quote I was cross too young to have this kind of brain. Like, I was cross-referencing that with My Prerogative. And I was like, what the fuck? Why is he saying that? I don't think those lyrics are in there. And then I got to the line where he's like, I don't, I don't know how the song goes, but yeah, I thought it was cool. <laughs> okay, dude. Cool. He almost quoted hotel California. Yeah. They haven't, they haven't served this meat here since 1969. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is such a good quote. Finally. Can you imagine a Scooby-Doo Eats burger at Loblaws? Like I would have my hand on my dick. Uh, <laughs> Talking some shit from that too. And, and I was telling you guys beforehand, but this is worth saying on the record, this second interview with Nathan, he has since hired a publicist who was on this entire call and didn't like interject at all or enter Jack, enter gauge jacked or anything. He just let Nathan go wild. So. Well, because Nathan was intergaging so directly, he didn't have to interject. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> And then there's, oh, there's another part where he's, he, this is just another important thing. He said, this is another great quote that I thought, um, <laughs> we are living, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out, oh yeah, I gotta, I gotta read more. I gotta go rewind. What's, what can I do? Did I know that COVID was going to happen a year later? I could have sustained. I was fine. I was doing fine. I had successful franchisees and I had more on the waiting list. We were opening 32 of them. Wow. And imagine going back and 32 <laughs> becomes zero. They become zero. You get emails saying, sorry, we cannot move forward. Sorry, because, because, because we have no money. It's COVID. Sorry, we're relocating. Sorry, my grandfather died. <laughs> I mean, that must have actually <laughs> happened for him to have said that example. Yeah. Uh, and then he said, we're living in a shifting era with the cluttered app economy. We're shifting and I'm riding that shift with the cartoons. I mean, I'm riding it alone with the cartoons. I'm riding it alone. And I have the valor to continue that ride. Many would have quit and said, fuck that. I'm opening another restaurant or business because I love entrepreneurship. I love creating, you know, building a company where I can work and have 20,000 employees. I love it. I breathe on it. Some people are made to get married and have five kids. I am made to build companies and have 20,000 employees. That's how I am structured. People ask me, will you ever find love? Are you still single? I get many love messages as well, and it's nice. But will I ever be in love? I don't know. Um, that was only half of the answer, and that Holy was all in response to me wow. just saying, oh, it reminds me of the saying, haters make me famous. Uh, I think <laughs> most CEOs are married with children. Yeah, that's true. Because you can just hire someone else to raise them. It's like, doesn't even it's matter. It's probably the, the right time to bring up the fact that his dad is a very wealthy investment banker in Dubai. 
So the reason that he's uh, the kind of person who is meant to own companies with 20,000 employees is basically that he has infinite money (laughs) and uh, (laughs) access to the the resources and the delusional like ego to believe that that's his, uh, you know, calling. But he's good at it because when he's saying these things, you, you do start to believe him as he's doing it. It's interesting that they have one location in Dubai or um, what am I talking about? The uh, Mr. Sub. Oh, Mr. Sub uh, has a location in Dubai? Yeah, and that's owned by his dad, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, So Mr. Sub, also, if you're not Canadian, you've probably never heard of it, but it's like notoriously everyone's least favorite restaurant in Canada, I think. It's uh, absolutely terrible. I have definitely eaten there before on tour. It's awful. I'm looking at the Mr. Sub Dubai. It looks like it's in a shopping mall. That's pretty tight, though. But imagine if Mr. Sub was (laughs) Garfield-themed. Well, what it's happened? interesting. What? It's like um, he has to put one there to show his dad. I'm working. <laughs> I'm working. I'm doing it, Dad. I'm doing it. Um, what happened to the Garfield, Garfield Eats Dubai? Is it closed or? Uh... That I don't know. He kind of hinted at that, didn't he, in the interview? But I, yeah, I mean, yeah. There's so many threads. Like I feel like there should be more TV made about him because he's just like there's so yeah. many threads and so much to figure out about this guy. And this is, I mean, there's too much to even get into for us because it's like, we're already deep into this episode. We have three videos pulled up about him and the runtime of these three videos is a full hour. It says so. Garfield East is permanently closed in yeah. Dubai as well. Ooh. So, Oh, but you yeah. can see the menu. Um, oh, sure. We should check that out. There's is a, it different? It looks like it might be. Checking out some uh, checking out some reviews. I'm seeing a review from March 29th, 2019 that is clearly written by Nathan. Uh, and it is very positive. <laughs> and then I'm reading another review uh, from March 5th that is clearly written by someone who is very angry that they spent money to eat at Garfield Eats Dubai. I mean, at the, in defense of Garfield Eats, though, like there's lots of pizza that you buy because you want to punish yourself and you know that you're going to have diarrhea from it and you're going to feel like shit but you still every once you know every six months or a year you just want to dance with the devil and have some evil pizza True, i don't think that the pizza itself was the wrong choice i think shaping the pizza like garfield <laughs> is extremely unappetizing <laughs> i'm looking at the reviews for the dubai location of garfield eats and one person said there were tiny bits of metal in the lasagna <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is that, like that's the same. Bearings. It's part of that's the, the farm. Sa- farm to plate. That's the same review <laughs> that true. says uh, it had uh, the beef was too dry, was not juicy, had no tomato sauce, no flavor, and sprinkled with dry herbs, which made it feel worse and extra dry. It looked like a brick. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things on the farm that you don't want to eat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, you don't know what those cows out there shitting in the field. Yeah, yeah. they're out there eating their own that shit makes up the barn. Like, Hey, you know, you know something Plants that's on, on, a, on a farm is uh, tractor parts. You know, that's farm to table. <laughs> you get a couple of tractor parts in your salad. Still Sounds farm to residue. table. I think it's important to note because Dan, like you're right. I also would think to say farm to table. When he says it out loud, he says farm to plate. When it's in a press release, it's written farm with a number two and then plate. Like definitely he's copyrighted this phrase and it's some sort oh, of cool. thing yeah. he's trying to do. Yeah, but then yeah, the yeah. other thing is like on this website, 
the farmer <laughs> photographed looks like he's been kidnapped, kind of. <laughs> oh, yeah. Haunt, haunted look in his eyes. But then, and the nameplate too- for him is right over like where his penis would be. <laughs> like, if you were trying to cover up a wet spot on someone's pants, that yes. is the exact spot you would cover up. It's true. Yes. But then they, the part of their like sustainability thing that every brand has now is that they promise to return... 55 to 60 percent of sales which is such a strange number back to the farmers but what does that mean doesn't that just mean that they're buying meat from farmers it doesn't yeah it doesn't make sense like you buy the bulk product from the farmers and then you sell it at a markup you don't pay them uh, maybe there's some weird contract where you pay them a percentage it's of like sales consignment if they're like a part owner yeah, yeah <laughs> consignment I don't know. on beef <laughs> Yeah, beef by consignment. <laughs> oh, gee, I hope uh, Nathan sells my meat. <laughs> you, the farmers come in every soon. day to check on how much sold. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of, I, I, I don't think they ship to America, and I don't eat meat, but I would love, I, I'm kind of curious what this tastes like. Yeah, I tried to order it. It's only Canada. Only I mean, in Ontario, I think. Okay, fine, I'll do it. <laughs> Yeah, we we should probably make a video of that or something. <laughs> Unboxing video. You could, get a, you could get a Scooby subscription. Uh, Ooh, I just want to I just want to sample one of each. So they just have they have the burger and the hot dog. I'll order one of each of those, and I'll eat them with. Maybe I'll I'll eat them with the dog. I'll I'll give Archie a little bit. You know? Oh yeah, you have to. Ooh, that's good content right there too. You could be the canary in the coal mine for uh, <laughs> you know uh, diarrhea threat levels. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's gonna backfire on you when you have to clean it up. <laughs> yeah, when my when my, when my dog has diarrhea. <laughs> yeah. Another catchphrase for Scooby Doo uh, eats to do with the farm to plate thing is he keeps talking about meddling with the supermarket. Which doesn't Scooby Doo famously just reveal criminal like monsters to be local. Uh, politicians or something wearing a mask like there's no meddling or am i mistaken well, no, well no, the, um, always the villain the always says kids. the middling kids yeah right yeah, so meddling Scooby... means like doing justice to someone who's evil so i guess that would make sense why he can't get this in too many grocery stores if he's <laughs> saying the grocery stores are the villain and i need to unmask them so they go to jail I think yeah, I think I think that's exactly what he's kind of hinting at because there was an early ad on Instagram that's like Nathan with with cartoons of Scooby and Shaggy, and it says like it's time to meddle with supermarkets or something, which makes it seem more like a bread fixing scheme or whatever, not like a yeah yeah, yeah. some uh, Pete McKinsey kind of shit yeah yeah yeah, oh, yeah here it is yeah it's like uh, he's just pointing at at Scooby. Um, he did get Pierre from Simple Plan to sing the Scooby Doo theme song for his oh. Instagram as well. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Actually, we need to talk about um, an ad campaign he tried that's now deleted off his Twitter. But when he was about to unveil um, Scooby Doo Eats, he kept posting about threesomes. Like, are you ready for a threesome? <laughs> right. And the threesome was him and Garfield and Scooby, I think, because that's the only characters. Well, he did mention, mention he mentioned that in his interview with me, too, somewhere in here. That was oh, did he? One of the reasons. Yeah, he, he said he was he done said, with like, the cat. Oh, yeah, he said he wanted to be polyamorous. With 
He said, why can't I have like a polyamorous relationship with the cat and the dog? And Actually, he called, he didn't use the word polyamorous. He said, <laughs> I always say, can I not can I not love more than one cartoon or can we not be in a polygamy relationship? <laughs> nice. I don't nice. think you can say stuff like that in Dubai. <laughs> like true. You, you can't say you're fucking a guy and you definitely can't say you're fucking a guy and a dog at the same time. <laughs> Maybe well, that's why he feels like the ad campaign is so rebellious. I mean, he, he is like purely just straight up a Canadian at this point. Like he's he's this is just like a Canada thing fully. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I bet you in his mind it's going to be a worldwide farm to plate uh, frozen beef <laughs> export with this twenty. I mean, twenty thousand employees seems like a lot to be uh, aiming for. <laughs> yeah. I hope that um, all 20,000 employees were just at his one Toronto location. Yeah. I hope that they instantly unionize. Yeah. <laughs> I want to I see more people like Nathan Masri, you know, uh, take over like the, the sort of digital economy. Because usually what you get is you get some dead-eyed grifter who's using the same kind of verbiage that, that Nathan is using and selling something that's completely useless. Or like reinventing something that already exists, but with Nathan, it's just he's he's using this as a platform to just uh, project what I feel like is just relentless positivity, and it's totally stupid, but I love it. I would I would rather see like a thousand Nathans than like yeah, and his I, way I don't know. like the way he presents everything is so bizarre that it is only him. You know, that's the the upside of that's it. that's yeah. why I don't think. I mean, I'm probably again wrong, but it feels like he can't lose because you can't make fun of him. He wins every no, you time. Can. It, it all goes into and, this black hole. And his hole. dad is rich, so he really can't lose. <laughs> exactly. That's true. <laughs> but that's something it's too big I to fail. I guess I guess we have all these videos, but the other question I've always had is like, what is Warner Brothers? and Nickelodeon doing with their properties? Like, can anyone just go buy the rights to whatever and make the most insane project? So this is another rabbit hole. Like, okay, there's too many Nathan Masri rabbit holes to go down, but I learned while reading his LinkedIn that that's exactly his current thought, like, right now. Um, Let me just read you his most recent, like, one-paragraph update. I don't know what you call this because I don't know fucking LinkedIn, but um, he posted, Oh, geez. The lockdown was transformational for me, creating a disruptive solution. Thanks to Garfield Eats. I am proud to announce the most Mm. disruptive licensing marketplace, EGs, coming soon to shake the licensing industry globally. And then in quote marks, uh, youth is an asset, not a liability. When you think Mickey Mouse, you must think EGs. E-commerce shopping will rise on an estimated $5 trillion by 2021, and we want a piece. Hashtag EGs, hashtag OGs. So, so I think, I think I, that means he's creating a licensing marketplace for people like you and me to license Scooby-Doo for ourselves, I think. He is, and I'm on the website right now, and it is super fucking weird. It is just like... <laughs> like it's it's the same with it's the same as every Nathan product or interview. Like you look at it and it looks normal at first, but then when you start focusing on certain aspects of it, like it becomes the psychedelic vortex. Like he's got a video testimony by some guy named Wyatt Duncan, Garfield superfan, uh, who's just talking about how many Garfields he has. <laughs> <laughs> on this e-commerce website like 
It cool. makes absolutely no sense. Do you remember those popsicles that were supposed to be Pikachu or something like that, and you would get it, and it would be the most fucked up looking thing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, the eyes would be, like, an inch apart. There was, like, yeah, a, I, I remember the Ninja Turtle ones. If they let you license stuff and make those, then they're probably pretty loose about it. True, but like I'm, I guess I'm, he said in my interview that th- at first, before Scooby Doo, they gave him Flintstones eats, and he was like, "Ah, the Flintstones aren't relevant right now." And Scooby Doo is, <laughs> <laughs> but then I was thinking, like, I actually think last week or something, I, I saw a press release about how Axl Rose was on like a new Scooby Doo special or something. And oh they were yeah, doing, we saw yeah. that on Metalhead Zone when we were just scrolling through it. Our favorite uh, Turkish uh, classic rock news site. <laughs> Sick. Yeah, it's mostly about their daughters. <laughs> so good. Metal blogs are insane. People who want news about old bands is and, it's and such a daughters. weird niche. It's so true. Yeah, yeah like, like Keith Richards' place. granddaughter. What's she up to? <laughs> yeah, that's who Metalhead Zone. If you're um, a Turkish person who primarily reads news in English and you're interested in the granddaughters of classic rock bands, then that's the website for you. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like Scooby Doo. They're not really. I guess the brand can be whatever, right? It's not like they're trying to protect it. It's not a prestigious. Enterprise, like, I feel, don't they do all those like WWE crossover cartoons and stuff too? And actually, aren't they doing a like stupid prestige TV like origin story about Velma or something soon? They are. Oh, they shit. definitely are. Yeah, oh, like, they're, they're really just pandering to people. Yeah, they're doing anything. <laughs> well, I guess they can do. I guess I guess they literally can have it both ways. Then they can have Nathan Masri and uh, Axl Rose and like random ass shit like that, and then also the prestige TV. Yeah, again, I'll take Nathan Masri trying to mail me like a frozen beef patty over a <laughs> Velma origin story that cost like $65 million. Fuck off. Yeah, truthfully, it's more in line with the Scooby-Doo brand to uh, Masri's yeah. credit. Yeah. It's true. Um, what does her origin need to be? Isn't she like a 15-year-old who wears glasses? <laughs> yeah, but why? Yeah, her eyesight why? wasn't that good, and they gave her glasses. Yeah. They should turn her into like an Ozymandias type of like watchman, <laughs> like villain. Absolutely. Um, uh, so we don't have time to watch these three videos because they're an hour long combined, but Josiah, do you think it would be wiser for us to watch... 50 questions with Nathan Masri or start off on the uh, Scooby-Doo Eats launch Let's, video? I haven't seen the launch, but 50 questions with Nathan Masri is one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. So we should definitely watch that. And then I think we save the the pi- people can check out the pilot of his TV show elsewhere because the person who directed the, the pilot of the show is also more self-aware. So it has this other kind of weird energy where it's like, you can tell the show wants to make fun of him, but he also had final say. So it's kind of like this. this There's a tension. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that one, I think you really need to watch. The, the <laughs> launch is, is I think, good to check out. But let's start with 50 questions because I think. Yeah. Okay, yeah, let's yeah. do it. So many questions. <laughs> 50. I think this is a ripoff also of something that like Vogue does or something on, on YouTube. Hello. Hey, are you Nathan Madry? Have you ever seen someone in a Garfield orange suit? 
I'm here to ask you 50 questions. God 50 questions. Canned, oh, shit. heavily prepared line. It was good. It was all right. <laughs> what is the favorite time of the day? Every morning, video he I makes is weirdly washed out. My yeah. yeah. Just do it. And you can track it by what the suit looks like. It's such a distinctive color that you see it on his Instagram and it's like neon. But in every video, it's like a pastel almost. Yeah, it's like very drained of uh, color. Sarcastic. How did you get the Garfield life? Destiny. Hi, Nikki. Who's Nikki? Well, obviously, the best fashion designer that created the world's first Garfield orange suit. I love the Why way he carries himself. It's like a rhymes with frappuccino. Uh, 17th century What's aristocrat. I love it. Yes. He's <laughs> a big wig. What is the province <laughs> do you love the most in Canada? Quebec. What did your grandmother oh always do? <laughs> I love that he Nathan, never listen to anyone's opinion. You'll never live. Mm. And your grandfather. You'll never live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that he sat in that you chair for about 15 seconds and then just, just got right do back it. up. That's why I like the just do it moto. Where did you get your moto. taste from? Do you, moto. Think, he, do you think he has cue cards or did he memorize this? I think cards. he memorized this. Obviously. Oh really? I think he memorized it because he seems like neurotic enough to like... What is yeah. your favorite book? Put in the effort. Yeah, that's book, true. He's Eric kind of racing the answers But I do like the outlier. Yeah, yeah. What is your favorite book? Yeah, it's like... But... I must say, the Garfield movie in 2004. Why Nikki and not Tom Ford? Well, Tom Ford. He's he posting it on his me. Instagram a lot. Which song do you like? I think it's Kindle oh, only on I can Amazon play it for you. But that'll be. Well, outside. there's one hardcover that's $192. <laughs> cool. <laughs> it says unedited. Hey, you broke <laughs> on the cover, <laughs> like that's supposed to be. That only makes sense if it's like, uh, like Ozzy Osbourne's book or something, and it's like, uh, we we didn't uh, we kept it all the juiciest shit. Yeah, like, like unfiltered, maybe. Yeah. yeah. It's just Unedited. means it has a ton of spelling no, yeah. mistakes and in it. When me and Garfield were on the road, man, shit would get crazy. Who is Pascal? The only man that believed in me. Are you close to your this father? This is all one of continuous shot, too. I mean, that's impressive. What is his best advice? Kind of incredible. <laughs> Good call. Nathan, keep your feet on the floor. Don't That's how you know he rehearsed every device. answer because what it's one shot. Like, oh, actually, can we? Oh, jeez. Do your research. I want to see. Maybe we can look in his know? glasses. Well, can you see what? Can you oh, see? good call. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Mm -hmm. We're looking for... Cue card evidence here? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, let me full screen that uh, elsewhere, like on YouTube. Yeah, this is our uh, Zeprier film. <laughs> He's yeah. clearly reading cue cards. Is he? No, I I can't tell. I think he, I think Charles is right. I think he probably stayed up for forty eight hours rehearsing this whole bit. It looks like there are two people there. Is there maybe a boom? They've probably been using clips this all day. Yeah. I mean, at least he's I, I, trying, you know? He's he's putting it, he's giving it his all. He's a consummate professional. 
I'm going to go full Trump and say that he's got an earpiece in and he's being <laughs> fed the answers. I mean, to, like be Garfield. Fair, to be fair. That would be a smart way to go. <laughs> to be fair, the answers have not been that great. Uh, they've been. <laughs> yes, Wait a minute. Come on. Profound. It's a little. I feel like that's very unfair to Nathan. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna let's get this. Some going nasty again. Canadian oh, journalists geez. were saying yeah, I was getting the answers well to me. But well, obviously they don't make What are you sense doing here? About him. Just getting out for you. I love it. This what is a, this is the next move. What are you currently wearing? Well, Nikki, of huh? course. What is Nikki Collisioni doing next for you? Do we tell them? Yeah. The Scooby suit. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, <laughs> what wow. are you scared of? Death. Do you have any health problems? Nikki, I'll see you later. Is that yes, cool to be scared anxiety. of death? I think it's My cool to say you're not afraid I can't of even fit in this vest. Yeah, I don't I think you're supposed to, to say that. It. Do you love Hollywood? That's how you know he's being real. He's being vulnerable. It transports you to a <laughs> That's new true. world. What do you My think greatest of fear is death. <laughs> you don't have to work. You're not going to believe this. You work 9 and love what you're doing. What is Arabiolosis? Arabulosis. It's my book, of course. How dare you? <laughs> How long did it take to you you. write it? Ten years. How dare you? What size are you? Depends. What size are you talking about? What are oh, you most looking forward to? Uh, what size are you? What <laughs> question is that? What is one fashion item you cannot <laughs> Like, the questions don't make well, sense and the answers don't make sense. He clearly wrote the questions <laughs> for himself. I'm a man of a lot of cartoons. What can I say? Yeah, it's like a school assignment where you have to do a fake questionnaire. Yes? One last yeah. question. Are you happy this is over? I thought you'd never leave. I'm joking. Nikki! Bye! He's so good at like also actor. doing things. And he is an actor now. He's so good at doing things that are like no one would ever do, obviously, because they're so weird, but then bragging that they're the world's first yes. one, which is just like pretty tight. Or should we just go right into the official launch video? Yeah, for I haven't, I haven't seen the start. Yeah, I imagine it's very bombastic off the top. So I'm curious, for people at home, you can take a guess how long you think a launch video would be for Scooby-Doo Eats. <laughs> and I mean, <laughs> now we all know how long it is, so we can't really give an honest estimate. But when Dan sent me this link, I was thinking like three to five minutes. It's 34 minutes and 52 seconds. So here we go. Yeah, you're like the colon is in the wrong place oh. on this. I'm Nathan. Yeah. <laughs> For those who don't know me, I'm the founder of Scooby Doo. Oh, the orange suit the is so much better. Scooby Doo food. So yeah, the brown suit. He's looking very Tim and Eric here. I'm not here yeah. to try to sell you some Scooby Doo eats. He's always got a lot of concealer on. I'm here to bring forth <laughs> some change via Scooby Doo eats or entrepreneurship. Yeah, you're right. His face is very shiny in this one. Decide what your diet should be. I guess the other thing is like. Pretty much no matter where you live, the easiest thing on earth to get is a we burger a or a hot dog. True. <laughs> <laughs> but can you get a Scooby-Doo branded burger or hot dog that is uh, farm to farm to plate? That's <laughs> true. Well, you can now with the world's first Scooby-Doo. Yeah, the thing is, he's not really meddling with the grocery store because it's the same product that's sold Together, under a different brand. Like he just gets it from a wholesale company yeah, that sells organic food and people rebrand it. <laughs> so you can already yeah, buy exactly it, it just I'm doesn't thinking. have Scooby-Doo on it. Well, you didn't think yeah. of that idea, so that's why he's- That's true, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, you fucking moron, Alex. <laughs> Maybe Nathan would go on, on your show. You could ask him these questions. And the world's first 
virtual. Life. I'm kind of afraid to meet Nathan. Right? <laughs> I'm going to yeah. open a Pepe Le Pew restaurant. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that IP is extra cheap. What if it yeah, was exactly. all canceled cartoons? That would be cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, you can get a lot of right wingers to hey, Right wingers love spending money on like culture war shit, so you'd probably make a ton of money. Yeah, the menu is like Aunt Jemima, Uncle Ben. Like a, um, some Dr. Seuss, a baked uh, potato that's like Mr. Mr. Potato Head you, with only two genders. <laughs> yeah, and every uh, every coffee they order, you just write the name as Donald Trump on it, no matter what. Yeah, Donald Trump, yeah. and it's only coffee flavored coffee. Wow, and we've been raising cattle ever since in our family. So, Greg, I have so many questions. I am crazy about food misconceptions, ingredients. Uh, 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 I'm, I'm all, I think it's so long because play. it was shot so like different. a TV like infomercial. Well, we, right. we, we, we raise cattle what we call the old-fashioned way, traditional way. We raise them without hormones. He might be the first person to upload a DIY TV you infomercial to YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> the world's for, first. For an existing yeah. product. And the Garfield Eats one was shot like a reality show. Is, is animal welfare. And sustainable farm. Yeah, that's. I don't know. They if were, he they were directs at, these, or he hires them out, or something. Okay. The Garfield Eats one was directed by a guy who was like trying to pitch it as a TV show for reality TV, but I, but then the restaurant closed, so I don't think they could follow through. God, that's crazy. It's like the Rock Doctor. Did you ever see that? No. It was some doctor who was like, uh, I'm the heavy metal doctor, and he had like tattoos, and he would play metal. Uh, in the doctor's office, and he was just giving people all the pills they wanted. <laughs> he was just handing out oxy to everybody, and he went to jail. But uh, he tried to make a reality show about himself, about how cool he was. And there was uh, one pilot. That was it. Why is there on the table like five giant carrots? I'm not. I keep staring at that. I'm not sure. And there's a book on the table too. Yeah, the was, Secret Life of Groceries. That's the book that inspired him about um, all the GMOs and all that kind of stuff. Also, a cucumber that's been cut in half to dry out. That's the Mr. Sub method, I think. Yeah, you gotta get that cucumber nice and dry. <laughs> and then slather it in mayo on the sandwich. So yeah, rehydrate it with some watery mayonnaise. Well, I'm not mad with them. I'm just disappointed. Okay. Because you know. What is going on in this video? What are the carrots for? I think this guy is like a. putting in small Some sort of farm-to-plate activist. So is he feeding the carrot to the cows that make the burgers? <laughs> totally unclear. <laughs> they should actually, uh, they should invent cows that just shit out burgers so we don't have to kill the cows. <laughs> they feed the cows the buns too, so that it's... <laughs> yeah. They put five carrots in a bun and feed it to the cow, and then the cow shits out a, a, a finished burger, already cooked, with the buns around it. It's a cow to play. bread them to make chocolate milk. It can't be that hard. Yeah. yeah. So that has been, that, is, that, is that what we call heritage breeding? Well, heritage breeding means it goes Okay, maybe we should skip ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to take fucking forever. Let's, uh, let's yeah, why would they put this in there? About cattle breeding and stuff. No one cares about the breeding process. Oh, wait, let's, yeah, let's check this out. 
Thank you again, everybody, for staying browsed. I'm so excited to introduce, I think, the best Was that like impersonator. a commercial a break? Say, I guess YouTube oh, could enter the that. She's the sexiest impersonator <laughs> of Velma. Velma! <laughs> Come on. How are you? Okay. <laughs> also, this I'm only has 1,000 so views somehow. <laughs> Does that seem low? That seems yeah, low to yeah. me, Velmas. yeah. I'm probably feel really five bad for of this those. Woman. <laughs> your energy and you're very proactive. So tell me more about you being Velma, playing Velma. Okay, so I just really like <laughs> Velma as a character. I'm a cosplayer, so um, it's like dressing up as characters. And, okay, like, so them. she's Australian I for one. She doesn't really act like Velma. I think Velma is a great character. I don't know if I would call her the best Velma impersonator in the world because just by having the same accent as Velma, you could do better than this. Well, she's not in character right now, Alex. She's she's just talking about portraying Velma. It's kind of inside the actor studio thing with a cosplayer. It reminds me of so real life the, Peter Griffin when he gets a Lois. <laughs> on the uh, YouTube comments for this, this woman commented, Hi, I'm the Velma in the video. Uh, my Instagram is at Eel of the World, as I saw some people asking where to find me in the live chat. And then the only, the only reply to that is, I'm so sorry. You were amazing. <laughs> and then she just said thank you. To the <laughs> sorry for what? I think having to be in the video. No, I would love an opportunity to be in the video. That's true. We should all become impersonators of like Shaggy and Fred and stuff. Maybe he'll have us on. We love it and we love it. And you're a great, great, great um, uh, persona. I mean, the product is named after Scooby-Doo. He used Shaggy like twice on the Instagram. He's never mentioned Velma before at all. He's assuming that... I mean, I would say probably 25% of the world maximum knows anything about Scooby-Doo at this point. That's very generous, I think. Yeah, so he's already assuming a lot that anyone even knows who Velma is. She always says. Jinkies. <laughs> Jinkies it is. Uh, and and oh what do you God. think scooby Actually, that's my last question. What do you think of Scooby-Doo Eats? That's the only catchphrase she has, right? I don't eat red meat myself. Okay. So I'm looking at that woman's YouTube and she never does Velma. So she, he definitely got a random cosplayer who usually does Japanese stuff. And said, oh, even better. Uh, can you do Velma? That's great. Well, listen, thank you for coming on. Who's laughing? Like, that's the first time she's ever done it. It's on her Instagram a little bit, but I wonder if that's since. And there you have it, ladies yeah. and Our Velma. Mama Hamel? Oh my god. <laughs> this is a Tim and Eric. Uh, the music stops. Tim Eric stops. <laughs> yeah, music stops. Someone's just grilling. Mama Hamo, TikTok superstar. It's okay. It's okay. Here. Give it to me. Thank you. Here you go. Is he doing, yeah. what is he doing? Oh. Is he doing like a Korean oh, no. accent? These are like, yeah, he's definitely, there is like I a genre he's... of Instagram and TikTok sketch comedy that is like this. I mean, this is kind of like a, like if anything, Tim and Eric didn't go far enough with predicting modern life. Yeah, dude. 
Yeah, TikTok is very eerie, the way they do sketches, just like Vine used to be. I mean, I don't know if it's just the compression of it, because you have to be like super animated and loud in the way a children's show is to get the most attention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, you guys have obviously seen, what's her name, Angel Mommy? Oh, yeah. She rules, but I feel like it, it, there's so many people who have like Angel Mommy energy that don't have the same kind of awkward charisma that she has. Yeah. <laughs> what do you need? What you need? I like that he labeled his apron so that we know it's him. Yeah, it has his name in giant letters and then a picture of Scooby Doo under it. He doesn't like using the proprietary fonts. He used Comic Sans on the Garfield Eats storefront. And it seems like there's a Garfield font and a Scooby Doo font. That makes me wonder, like, did, what did he actually get with the licensing? Maybe just, like, a couple JPEGs and the logo. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Or the name. I don't know. Yeah, it's a good thing, like, you approach Warner Brothers or whatever, like, what'll it cost me for two JPEGs and the name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just the starter package. March <laughs> So March 27th. Look, I don't need uh, Scrappy. I don't even need Fred. I don't even need Daphne if she's going to cost me too much. Can I get Velma and Scooby and the name? Just a couple J. Oh, yeah, whenever you get presents, you always sing. So, Mama Hamo, do you grill? I want to see him do a Scooby Dumb Eats. I think that would be good. <laughs> In the garage. Yes, yeah, yeah. I make barbecue a lot. You make barbecue. And this is the hamburger, and this is the hot dog. It's just kind of like, just if you just think for a second, why is someone else showing him how to cook his own product? <laughs> that's a very right, good that's point. Incredible, like, premise. That's what's the genius, like, his genius is that he doesn't think about things like that, so he ends up with a completely unique end result, you know? Yeah. He moved in on her turf trying to help and he knocked one of the hot dogs off. <laughs> what the hell are you doing, man? <laughs> if I put it to victory, I eat next year. Yes. At least yes. COVID will be over, maybe. I we don't know. I, I, I don't think Nathan's ever cooked a hot dog for himself until this moment. Well, he does have a lot of money, so. Is it possible for a hot dog to not have preservatives or like bad things in it? Isn't that the point I of a hot dog? I don't think so. I think, yeah, I think hot dogs are generally, like, an unhealthy food. <laughs> yeah, you probably could have one that's healthy, but it wouldn't really be a hot dog. It'd just be a sausage of some kind. Like, if it's good meat, choice meat, I would rather have it in some other form. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't need to be a hot dog. We need to make Lucky Charms healthy. <laughs> well, I guess that's a good point, though, is that this is probably keto-friendly, which is another selling point. Someone, do you think that um, Scooby and Shaggy are the best messengers for a keto product? I don't think they had a whole lot of uh, discretion in what they were eating. I mean, no, Shaggy was a grown man eating dog food, so I don't think he's a good messenger for anything. Yeah, all they ever ate was dog food. They don't care about organic. They don't care about farm to table. Health, beauty, and promotions for Warner Brothers consumer products. She's from Warner Brothers. I think they all live in a van. Yeah, see, that could have been something in the marketing. The mystery machine, right? 
We're always That's happy right. to hear that new generations of fans find Scooby just as lovable and entertaining as their parents do. Do they though? Like who's watching Scooby-Doo at this point? Yeah, I don't know. I watched it a little bit when it was on TV, like on Cartoon Network at 10 a.m., but uh, it's not that good. Yeah, I'm too old for Scooby-Doo, man. I'm fucking with Barney now. <laughs> Barney's dope. I was obsessed with those like MS-DOS games where you kill Barney the dinosaur when I was a kid. <laughs> Whoa! What did he do wrong, you know? He's just an artist trying to put his songs out into the world, and you're uh, trying to end his, his life. He's the last living dinosaur. You're going to kill him? <laughs> you're like Teddy Roosevelt's son, who was like the first American to see a panda bear and just shot it instantly. That's You have those kind of, uh, the dodo. Leave him alone. Maybe that's why I feel a kinship with Nathan Mesri. I'm just like, we're, we're kings among mortals. <laughs> Yeah, Nathan Amazing. shoots all the hot dog meat himself. <laughs> <laughs> and it comes from purple I, dinosaurs, I actually. broke phone calls. I broke emails. Can you really break emails? Well, whatever. It doesn't matter. He's all the way in Australia, okay? And he's a YouTuber with over 139 million views. Doing what? Reviewing cartoons. I mean, that's up my alley. I license cartoons. He is perfect. <laughs> I license cartoons. <laughs> Two of them, in fact. Well, one now. What do you do for work? Uh, I license cartoons. More like cartoon. Early in Australia, right? It's what is it? Five a.m., seven a.m.? Yeah, five thirty a.m. Oh my God, it's crazy. Okay. Why all? Why all the Australians? It's weird. They're willing to work for. They're like scabs, basically. They're willing to work for very cheap. I was just thinking. I wonder if he paid these people to go on his video. I'm. I'm betting yes. I hope so. You've been doing it, I think, since 2007, reviewing cartoons over and over again. What makes you wake up every day to review cartoons? It's got to be pretty easy, I guess, to just start a frozen ham. Like, you're just folding boxes and putting meat in there and freezing it, I guess. Okay, wait, on the subject of how he mentioned how many followers this guy has when he came on, uh, comparing Nathan Masri's social media accounts, he has 2,000 followers on Twitter and 200,000 on Instagram. He's got to be fake, right? Yeah, for sure. All his, his posts have 80 likes. Uh, 300 likes, 300, 1,000, like 1,000, that's a lot, but when you have 200,000 followers, eh. Yeah, the last one is 60 likes. <laughs> yeah, there's no fucking way here. He also didn't say how many, that wasn't how many followers this guy has on YouTube, that was a combined total of all of his views, of all oh, of his, his videos. Views, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> What do you feel every single day? Yeah, I'm looking through the followers. These are all amazing. Josiah, you could learn something from him. Just ask that to anyone you interview. What do you feel every single day? He is a good interview. Yeah, maybe he could have like a life as sort of a a Marin type one on one podcaster. Oh man, Nathan talks. I would listen to that. Yeah, he should interview Obama. From one major brand to another, I'm asking you, Obama, what do you like every day? 
every single day. <laughs> what is your opinion of death? <laughs> For me, it's my biggest fear. <laughs> do you crave death or do you fear it? <laughs> well, Nathan, let me tell you something. I learned a thing or two in the Oval Office with Michelle and the girls living in the White House. And uh, I uh, crave death. <laughs> uh, let me be clear. Uh, I tried the Scooby-Doo Eats. And I was disappointed that it wasn't made of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I thought I was going to eat Scooby-Doo. And uh, it seems that I was uh, eating uh, some sort of uh, cow from uh, north of the border. I know that in your products, you always tell the customers and try and be as transparent as possible. I mean, honestly, the two people on screen right now, I definitely think one of them is a lot cooler than the other. And it's not the one... Who's a grown man who reviews Scooby-Doo for YouTube in Australia. Yes. That's fair yes. enough. Agreed. This guy does not have the charisma to be Nathan Masri, not at all. <laughs> That's my problem. If I, was, if I was an Australian man who reviewed Scooby-Doo cartoons on YouTube, I would long for the sweet embrace of death for the... <laughs> For the forever sleep. That, and that's what makes him maybe a perfect foil to Nathan, uh, infamous death yeah, fear. He was very afraid of death, yeah. <laughs> Perfectly matched. <laughs> the yin and yang. Just, uh, but thank you so much, Phantom Strider. And by the way, is your name Phantom Strider? Is that what you, what you go by every single day? What do they call you, Mr. Strider? He doesn't even know his real name. It's good to get someone's name at the end of the interview. That is, <laughs> yeah, just their first name. So oh, that is oh, man. <laughs> Maybe we should pause it here at this commercial break. I mean, we could uh, we could watch this forever because there's still an absurd amount of it to go. It's mesmerizing. It is mesmerizing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a fan. I think I like it. You know. Do you think they just set up a kitchen in the warehouse where they're packing the? The meat, or like this, doesn't look like a a TV kitchen. It looks like a condo. It it looks like a con like a like a model home. Yeah, basically. but the only thing, yeah, even totally. then, the only thing that's like modern is like the one. I guess the counter is too. But why is there a hay? There's a hay bale, and then there's that like one aggressively modern looking tap behind him. There's also it, like dr dried bulrushes in the background. Like I feel like the they they just quickly decorated the set, you know? Yeah. It just yeah, doesn't definitely. it doesn't make any sense. It looks like a high school science classroom. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think it's something they rented, but I can't tell what. But it's like so cavernous that their mics sound like shit. Like it's it's so bizarre. I wish him nothing but the best, and I think he's not only as a Canadian, do I feel proud to share a nation with him but also just as his as his uh i guess i'll say acquaintance for now just to hedge a little bit i wish yeah. him nothing yeah. but the best <laughs> yeah we love yeah. him i mean he does have a, the most distinctive brand okay most people who are obsessed with branding are the most boring and like cookie cut like they just regurgitate platitudes nonstop. this guy is the only guy i've ever seen who's obsessed with branding who is actually really unique in everything he brands because he doesn't know how to be anyone but himself. So, like, that's his, his core strength, you know? Yeah. Like, if we're, as a culture, if we're going to embrace the total absurdity of, like, whatever our version of the Brezhnev era of communism was, like, Brezhnev capitalism, I'd rather have the thought leaders be Nathan Masry's than Elon Musk's, you know? Yeah, that's true. Hundred percent. If we're gonna if we're gonna go totally stupid, let's let's have fun, you know. 
Let's, it's, it's kind of, <laughs> let's hang out with Scooby-Doo and Garfield. Let's, you I mean, know, let's, thi- let's make it an edible pizza. But that's the thing. It's like I was thinking he's using Scooby-Doo and Garfield to get us to care about Farm 2 Plate. But actually, like, he is overshadowing these cartoon characters. Like, I don't give a fuck about the cartoon. I don't care about Scooby-Doo in this shot. My eye is going to one place right now. That's yeah. true. Yeah, that, yeah that's That right. weird brown, like, velour smoking jacket or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> In both cases, it's a cartoon who's a companion to someone else. Like, he's always in the alpha position. It's like the cartoon is his sidekick. Oh, my God. Wow. You cracked the case, dude. Yeah. (laughs) He's the real star. Yeah. Oh, God bless him. We have centered Nathan. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like we barely cracked the surface, but um, Josiah, thanks for being here to... At least, uh, you know, launch the opening salvo into this discussion because there's so much to get into. Yeah, I mean, there's already so much to talk about. And then I just can't even imagine what's going to happen. Like six months from now, what's Nathan Masri going to be doing? Is he going to be running the entire world? Is he going to be the next Jeff Bezos? Or I hope that in about 12 years, he is you guys uh, prime minister. And then you're going to be in high demand as the guy who uh, was like the first person who was repeatedly interviewing him. They're going to make a documentary about me uh, on Zoom with him. Nathan, can I have a second of your time? We need to stop shipping arms to Ukraine and start start shipping farm-to-table burgers. I know you're with me. He would be more willing to listen than Trudeau. So you know what? Maybe that's a positive. Yeah, That would be a great prank. Opening the weapons crate and it's Scooby Doo eats. The <laughs> <laughs> boy. But yeah, uh, Josiah, thanks for being here. Of course, Thank anytime. You. My favorite thing to just one of my favorite things to talk about. I love talk. This is so much more fun than talking about music to me. <laughs> <laughs>